welcome to another episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. And I am Pat. Oh yeah, and today we are joined by actor, a comedian, Jesse Roth. Hello. Hello, welcome. Thank Jessie, you. Thank you for being here. Of course. I love music. That cool. is why you're here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so that we get to know you. Yeah. So that the world gets to know you. Good. Um, <laughs> Finally. Gonna, yeah. We love to first just like chit chat a little bit yeah. about something we've been listening to lately. Yeah. So Pat, why don't you give it to us? Uh, I have been getting back into modern baseball, um, mm. who I believe they're a Philly band. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're a Philly band. I'm just going to say that. Let's say it. Philly, deal uh, with it. They... The first song on You're Gonna Miss It All is a song called Fine, Great, mm. uh, and it's just been a good song. It's really hit me hard this week. Cool. Uh, I'm knocking it out of the park like a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, that is what that band's <laughs> named after is the most recent iteration of uh, the MLB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I've been listening a lot to an artist that a former guest of ours, Brady O'Callaghan, recommended to us. His name is uh, Zephaniah O'Hora. He's a New York City country artist. And um, I've been listening to his latest album. It's really, really good. But one song I really like is High High Class City Girl from the Country. Mm -hmm. And uh, Zephaniah is cool because he's singing like very straight up country songs about life in New York City which has a bit of a contrast to it, but I also really enjoy being able to listen to a genre I really like, but also have it be about the city I live in, which is yeah. very like anachronistic with that genre typically. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I love like he refer- just referencing like South of Houston or being on a train or this type of stuff. It's like, oh, this is not what I usually hear in country music. Mm. So it's very fun. That's and cool. that song in particular is good. It's, it's kind of a probably a common experience to a lot of us, maybe that aren't from New York City. It's a lot about somebody who's moved here, you know, mm. and um, is trying to kind of keep up with New York City life, even though it's maybe not what you're, not where you're born and bred. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Okay, Jessie. me? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really, I really just listen to sometimes the same three songs over and over again, but I guess I'll, hi- I mean, I've been listening to um, Troy Savon's first album, because he's like going to come up with a, come out with a second one soon, mm. and the song Wild is really good. Um, and then also I've been listening to Dua Lipa because she's hot right she's now. She's so good. I know. And her, yeah, her album's really good. And um, also that song with Kendrick Lamar and SZA from the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, so just some pop tunes. Speaking of pop tunes, yeah. what did you want to talk with us about today? Yes, so I chose one of the songs from my favorite album ever, Melodrama by Lord, um, and I, I chose the song Supercut. Great. So let's listen to a quick clip of it mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. This song's like a song you could like listen to while you're driving. I love yeah. songs Ooh. that feel like you're like in a movie. I mean, this song is about like imagining stuff as a movie, which is something I definitely do a lot, and I think a lot of people do. And it's just got like a really good beat to walk to. Yes. Um, and yeah, I I really like listening to this song when I'm on the Q train and we're going from Manhattan to Brooklyn. And the first time I heard it, I was on a bus and I cried and because. Uh, 
yeah, just like so relatable. Yeah. <laughs> you cool. know. Well, we're gonna get into it. That's just yeah. a little clip of the tune for everybody. Yeah. In case you don't know it, where were you in 2017? If you don't know that one. Yeah. God. Um. But <laughs> yeah, so best album. we got a little hint from that little preview you just gave us. But yeah. we're gonna try to guess oh, why yeah? you chose that Oops. song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably, I just probably gave it away. That's okay. Pat. So I think that you were a big fan of the movie Drive. And you heard this song and you're like, oh, this is like really synthy like Drive, but better because it's Lord and happier because it's not the movie Drive. And that really connected with you. Wow. Am I supposed to say if you're wrong or not? I no. nailed it. So you don't I've have to never, say anything. I haven't seen Drive, so <laughs> sorry. Well, that might be wrong, but I'm going to nail it. Okay. Um, I think very simply put, this was your album of 2017. Obviously, you already said it's the album of your life, but <laughs> yep. even if you hadn't said that, I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to say album of 2017 because I think this was for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and even though there's a lot of hits on here, mm-hmm. um, because of your maybe chosen field of you know like career and everything, mm-hmm. the idea of a supercut is something that relates to you very deeply. And let's just say maybe you'd recently had a little relation. Um, it didn't have to be a big one, but it was the thing where they're like, wow, putting this stuff in perspective as one moment kind of, or like a, a montage, a super cut yeah. is just this super spot on thing for me right now. Yeah. You, yeah. You nailed it. Um, and yeah. The, uh, so am I supposed to make, yeah, no, sure. okay. let it get yeah, into it. So in general, like the yeah, album of my life before that, before this album, I like, liked music and you know was you know I I liked artists and stuff but it was all very much like yeah I never like super resonated with anything ever Mm. before and people would be like what's your who's your favorite artist what's your favorite you know and I kind of didn't really have answers that were you know like super real and you know some people are just hardcore fans and it was just it like just struck me the whole album. Um, I was listening to the album for the first time on my way to my friend's house to edit a shot-for-shot remake that we made of the Greenlight music video. So it really started with Greenlight. I was like obsessed over the music video. We recreated it shot-for-shot. And then um, the morning that the album dropped, I was on my way to my friend's house to edit it because we were going to release it that day. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the album. So I was already in like a really good space. But yeah, this song came on. And just like what you said, I like I haven't been in a relationship, but I do that really easily where I imagine things in like a montage form and yeah. um, how things would be put together in literally a supercut. Um, so... Yeah, so I heard the song and I just really resonated with it. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. She she like made it for you. That's what I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just feel super connected yeah. to her. I do think this is a bit of a, maybe a first on the show is that like um, someone who you like this was a turning point for you into music. Yeah. Right? Like um having an album so recently in your life because this album came out last year yeah to make you kind of like become maybe a more invested music fan definitely you ever had been in your life before which is something like i think a lot of us go through but usually in our teens or something like at a Mm -hmm. young Mm -hmm. very impressionable point in our lives yeah and it's and 
I feel like past that point, people are either like very casual music fans and never get turned, or yeah. they're like super into bands and music like you were just describing. So yeah. this is cool. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think after listening to it now, I mean, before that, not long before that, I you know started to listen to full albums and you know get the experience as mm-hmm. opposed to just listening to singles and stuff. But I think after listening to that album, I am now more open to receiving an album as like a piece of art Mm. um and a few i've listened to a few albums since then that have really like i've been like yeah this is a good album but before that i didn't care too much for albums i was just like in my late teens younger 20s just trying to like consume as much music as i could so i could catch up because i definitely didn't really like i like you know like hillary duff and just like random pop like for most of my teenage life um so this changed it all. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. before I like, quote unquote, got into music, like a lot of the CDs that were around were like greatest hits, mm-hmm. where it's you don't have to do any work to get to the good songs. Yeah. It's 18 of like, you know, charting songs and whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like listening to an album and getting used to the idea that like sometimes there will be a lull and either that's like in energy or like quality um but it's still part of the whole but i will say that this album there's no lull every (laughs) single song is like i've never had an experience where i've like i could listen to any song people ask me what my favorite and i'm like it changes all the time and i don't really have a favorite and yeah just every song is so different and so good um was it sorry go for it pat was it out the gate that you were like this is different or was it like you need to listen to it a couple times no it was like the first song is green light i'm pretty sure and then it's uh oh god i should know this but like you can bring it up yeah i'm trying to yeah it's a lot of bangers it was just like such a wonderful journey for me (laughs) because i was just like the every single song here we go is different let's dive into the album yeah um let's dive in Oh yeah, green light. light. Oh, and then sober is just so cool. Give us a couple here. Give us a few thoughts. Yeah. On each track. Okay. Okay. So green light. Um, God, so beautiful. Like, and the piano part is like I just love songs that kind of have like a pulse and that like Mm -hmm. feel like you're moving somewhere. Um, Arguably, song of the summer, 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I recently, I, so you were at that show where she performed? Who? No, a Lord, Lord with, no. okay. Well, I recently saw her do a few things and she did green light and it was like just on the piano and, and I really wanted to dance, but it was not, people were sitting down. <laughs> um, Sober. Yeah. And just all the songs, like, you know, like how when songs like reference, like getting drunk and like, you know, being drunk, it feel like it's like people like pop up, popping bottles and, you know, Bacardi and just stuff. I feel like her songs about partying are like more accessible, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, like and homemade dynamite. I remember the first time I heard it and the moment in the song where she goes, she goes, like she makes a noise of dynamite. I hope I didn't no, you're mess good. with the levels. I don't know. I was like, that's so cool and just so real. Yeah. And then there's the, the Louvre. Louvre. I'm like, um, and that one was cool because that's like an acoustic. So that was like the first point in the album that was a little bit different because all the other songs are more electronic. So mm-hmm. that was very cool. Um, and then Obvi- Liability came out before the album mm-hmm. and that song is just 
it guts you. It's so real. And I think apply like uh, resonates with a lot of people because she talks about, you know, being too much. And I think a lot of people have that like insecurity about themselves. Is that an insecurity you share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I try not to um, like think about it too much, but I definitely have moments where I'm like, I'm being too much right now. <laughs> yeah. Or like I'm... <clears throat> Yeah. What do you? Because I was thinking about that song a lot too. And um, mm-hmm. sometimes I wonder, like, if everyone knows. I'm sure a lot of us have that kind of like vernacular. But mm-hmm. what is that? What do you feel like it means to you? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that wasn't something like when I was a teenager. It's like mm-hmm. not really the thing we used to describe people, and it's yeah. become more of a yeah. Thing people recently. say like you're extra. You're yes, being extra. extra is kind of the same thing, yeah. right? Um, so yeah. Like so what too, is it? Too mean loud. To you? Too loud. Too like dramatic. I think. Hmm. Um, cause yeah, like Lord, all of her lyrics and I think she kind of talks about is that she's, yeah, she's very dramatic and like takes things, I don't know. And you know, her synesthesia, it's like every little thing is a bigger thing. Um, and yeah, I, th- I just mostly think of like too loud or too much energy or just thinking about things too much. Um, Doesn't she talk, she talks about like being her mother's daughter and I, how yeah. it's like I'm gonna love I'm gonna like, gonna love you forever. Like you're gonna have yeah. to sort of deal I with this. I love you till the my breathing stops. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. brighter in the dark is really good too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah because my mother is yeah from Brooklyn. She's really loud and just like a big personality. And um, and when I'm in like a group of people, I can be that way. But sometimes then I get self conscious about it. So then I will like become more introverted. Right. Yeah. Hard feelings. Loveless. Well, that one's cool because it's two songs in one. <laughs> and um, yeah, and like her lyrics are so simple. These are what we call hard feelings of love. And just, yeah, the music of that, it's like sounds like metal scrape. Not scraping, that's bad. But it just like there's like metal sounds in the background of that one. Mm-hmm. And and then yeah, and it goes into a different song, and I don't, I haven't heard many. I know that a lot of artists do that, but many songs that are two songs in one. Yeah, I mean, if that's newer to you, that's like practically mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool thing. And yeah, and like uh, then there's sober too, and I remember first seeing that, I was like, what? Like a second <laughs> version? And just to me, it just it feels like an album that she put so much work into, mm-hmm. and. You can feel it. And she has two of those on this uh, album, right? Because yes. she also has Liability Reprise. Oh, yes. And um, that one's oh, so good, too. Yeah. yeah, Rider in the Dark we talked about is just, like, so beautiful. And there's a video of her doing it at the Bowery Ballroom right when the album came out. And, like, it's a cappella. And there's a part where people try to sing along with her. And she, like, shushes them. <laughs> Let me just sing this. And I'm like, I got you. Um, and really then Perfect Places, right? Oh, the final, my God. The, track, the album closer. Yeah. Oh, my God. So fun to dance to and to walk to. And the videos that I've seen of her performing it live are really good. She did it on, like, uh, Jimmy Fallon where she had, like, branches on her back and she, like, ripped the branches out at the end. And then she did it again on Seth Meyers, but she had, like, a chorus of high schoolers sing it with her. Mm. That's cool. And so, yeah, and, and also this is, like, the first artist I've ever, like, obsessed over. Yeah. Like, it, in their entirety. Like, music, you know, like... Yeah, what else about her I love her Twitter. Into? Oh, yeah. Her Twitter is so funny. I don't think funny. I've seen her Twitter. Really. Oh my god, she's very. 
she's very like dramatic and has like a lot of flowery language. Um, but, but also like when she got nominated for a Grammy, she like tweeted about, she tweeted at the other artists that she was friends with. And she was like, we're going to get so drunk. <laughs> so yeah. And model. I will. Okay. She did just tweet earlier today. Way too hype for Incredibles two. I've waited half my life for this. Uh, wow. So <laughs> I know she's Trying like 20. She just yeah. turned 21. It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, she's talented. Yeah, and yeah, and where's she, she from? New, New Zealand. Zealand. So that's why she's so fun. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and uh, and she's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and I like yeah her Instagram, like her pictures from the tour, beautiful. Yeah. She has a seemingly great like life and personality and aesthetic kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she seems. You described her as an artist, mm-hmm. and like. A lot of times there's like music or bands that you're into or musicians mm-hmm. that you're into and like they're also very talented but mm-hmm. she also seems like somebody um as you pointed out that mm-hmm. cares about every part of it yeah because there's a part of this song where the production changes a little bit mm-hmm. where her voice all of a sudden gets a little more reverby and like you can hear the room that she's in mm-hmm. so it takes it out of that like yes, at the end yes yeah it kind of takes it out of this like kind of dancey track to be like no she's in a room singing that yeah there, it's def- her album is definitely not something you could just like leave on like like for example like the new Haim album is something I would just put on and like not think about because yeah. it kind of like all sounds very similar so but for her it's like you you got like you can't not pay attention to the song because a song will completely change and she'll yeah introduce like new like melodies and stuff later in the song so I love it. It's a good headphones album. Yeah. yeah. And she talks about how she has synesthesia. So Whoa. like colors. Yeah. She like sees and hears colors. So that is like very much a part of how she created the album. And she talks about like violets and blues. And and I don't know if I have synesthesia, but listening to the album, I like it starts to evoke more, mm-hmm. you know. So has this album woken you up maybe to like any other artists or songs even in particular that you think maybe you're connecting now with in like a deeper way than you would have before getting really into uh, melodrama? I know I'm trying to think about any like past like albums before and I don't know uh I don't know I think yeah I think it's more like just going forward like a lot there were just a lot of albums last year and every album I would hear, though, I would compare it to melodrama. Um, <laughs> but that's like, what I mean. Even like even new yeah. stuff since then. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're listening more deeply or anything? Yeah, yeah. I yeah I try to. But like you know, when I heard "Reputation" by Taylor Swift, I was like, this does not even compare. This is like <laughs> this is like oh like I want the album to be like a revenge album and like I'm bad. But then and the songs are they're, they're not awful. But I just think yeah. It's easy. I think easier for me to spot or to know when I am resonating with something, as opposed to not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier that you've been listening to more full albums. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are some of those? Um, I'm trying to think. What's recent? I mean, I feel like what's come out so far. 
I don't know. I try to stay on top of things that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you did just mention the new Black Panther soundtrack. I don't know. Oh, if yes, I haven't listened to the whole thing. Oh, but it's like, yummy. It's oh good. my god! But like, I listened to you know, I listened to Man of the Woods. Oh yeah, <laughs> and God, what that? a mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't say I've listened to it, but boy, that's what it seems like. Yeah, it's just like it's 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 one of those things. I think also where he was like, "This is the aesthetic of the album. I'm a man of the woods." <laughs> We should definitely name a song Flannel. Uh, there's a, a song called Living Off the Land. It's it's <laughs> seems all like of a joke. It's it like, just seems like Clay Cole wrote a yeah. Justin Timberlake album. Yeah, he's trying to combine country with hip hop, but it's it's not working. <laughs> but he's not Bubba Sparks, so he can't do it. <laughs> yeah. It's um, I'm trying to think of other recent albums. Where do you hail from? Um, I, I was born here. My parents are from here, but Whoa. I grew up in Los Angeles. Oh. Um, I moved here when I was two. So I Whoa. moved from here when I was two. So, okay. so well, New York parents. Yeah. But I, Los, in LA. Yeah. By coastal at my core. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you think, like, what's the influence of that, your family and stuff like that? Cause that's a very, a very mm-hmm. East coast family yeah. but living out in a super different place. Yeah. Well, my mom is super into Motown. So she would play all that when I was growing up. Um, yeah. And then my dad is more like rock and he, um, he is like super into music contributing because he also like is like into film and works on films and stuff. So he um, kind of introduced me to like, I also really like movie soundtracks. Mm. Those are fun. And yeah, like the, the, com- the combination of music and visual art, I think also is an influence. But in terms of like any bands that I like, none of them really like influenced me. Like my mom didn't show me Regina Spector, you know? Sure. Sure. Mm. Um, is that, it was your parents work. What brought them out to LA? Uh, no, I think it was, I think it was partly they didn't want to raise. So I also have a sister who was, she was born when I was like one and a half. So I think they were like, we don't want to raise kids in New York. There are a lot of rats, I guess at the time. (laughs) And that, that, I think think that's why mom said when I asked her, I was like, there's so, there were so many rats. Um, and then also I had family in California, so it it didn't have to do with Mm. work or anything. It was just a better, they're like, this is a better place to raise children. Are they still out there? Yes. But I think both of them want to come back. Um, my, yeah, my brother's in college and then my sister is still in LA, but I think that they both want to, uh, live out their days in New York. And there's less rats now. So yeah. 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 And how did you come back to New York? Um, I definitely had a, a somewhat of a fantasy of growing up in or of going living in New York um, ever since I was young because my parents would always talk about it. And then when I was applying to colleges, I applied to a lot of schools in New York City and I didn't get into any, but I got into Syracuse, which was okay. four hours north. Um, and so I went there, um, I studied acting and our second semester of your senior year is abroad in New York City. So you come yeah. to New York City, you take classes with like casting directors, you like see shows, and then that kind of assimilates you into New York. Um, so but like between that and when I moved, I'd only been to, back to New York like once during mm-hmm. a, a winter break or Thanksgiving break at college. Um, but I o- always knew that I wanted to yeah. move here. 
How was Syracuse? So cold. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that was good. I mean, I'm glad that I had the experience that I did. I definitely, you know, it was like, I want to go to NYU and I want to live in the city and already be in the city. But then that didn't happen. Yeah. So and I hadn't, hadn't imagined a big college campus experience, but I also was in the drama department, which was pretty small, and I didn't really go outside of it. So, like, I went to half of a football game my whole four years. <laughs> so, which half? Um, the first, of course. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, and then we left. Um, but yeah, it was like, uh, it was good. It was, yeah, an interesting experience of a small drama department, lots of drama, and it was very cold and yeah. not much to do. So then when we came to New York, it was very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I went to school in Rochester, oh, so uh, yeah. a less hilly, also very cold yeah. experience. But I can't imagine, because I'm from the area, from down mm. here, and I yeah. can't imagine what it's like coming from L.A. and then yeah. dealing with lake effects. <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw snow was cute. I was cute about it, but then after that, I was like... But I don't, I, I, I'm not one to uh, get down about weather too much, I think. Yeah. But it would just be, you know, stay inside the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Now, with this kind of like connection to um, cinema or mm -hmm. soundtracks and things like that, mm -hmm. and in your work doing comedy uh -huh. and, or, and or, you know, films, uh -huh. like uh, shot for shot remakes. Yeah. But do you find that music works its way into a lot of what you do? Well, it is now because I've recently been doing some dance comedy nice. stuff. Well, I started because I, uh, well, I've always, I've always like loved to dance, but not in a, like, I haven't, I never took classes, but, um, and I, you know, sometimes I would hear, I hear a song and like, you kind of see, so, uh, you see like the comedy in certain songs. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've always been like just collecting songs that I'm like, I would love to like just dance to that and it would be silly. <laughs> and then I did dancing with the star stuffs at reckless, which is like a dance competition mm -hmm. show. So it's like, they give you a theme, you come up with a dance with your, with a partner and it's supposed to be like kind of funny. So that was how I started doing that. And then I've started to do my own pieces. Like I, Tonight, I'm going to dance to Daddy Issues by Demi Lovato, but dressed as a dad. <laughs> and, yeah. So, and that's, and that's literally the, all the dances. I don't yeah. really dance like a dad. Like, I dance what I try and dance well. Right. Um, but, yeah. So, I've started to incorporate music into comedy. And also, I, like, recently, like, did a half-hour show. And I used music as transitions between pieces and stuff because I'm really not a fan of the whole, like, lights down. Yeah. Thing. So, um, yeah, so it's starting to become more of a thing for me. That's really cool. Yeah. I would imagine that that is like, it's like adding a tool to your arsenal almost as yeah. a performer. And it's fun to think of songs in a comedy format because there is, there can be a natural heightening because you're like, okay, now we're back at the chorus again. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm trying to come up with like a, yeah, comedy dance, I'm like, okay, well now we're returning to the chorus again, but what's different or is like the dance more, you know, ridiculous or something. And it's also, you know, fun to be like, okay, this, the actual lyrics of the song are funny. Let's like, let me highlight just the lyrics mm -hmm. or like, it's not really the lyrics of the song. That's funny. It's like, you know, how I'm going to be dressed or something. You know, that's, it's fun to think of different ways to use music and, different 
yeah, ways that dance or that music has game in it. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. Um, backing up a bit, it sounds sort of like melodrama. This album mm-hmm. has almost everything you could want in an album. Yeah, right. That's what. So it's the it feels like the bar for maybe like it has the been next, the bar for me. The next album you really fall in love with is super high. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's got like deep songs that make you want to cry and then songs that make you want to dance and yeah and then i mean they're all either of those two things and that's i mean are those your two wheelhouses i don't know i'm not really big like whenever i'm sad i don't like listen to music and cry but i do love music that makes you like feel and think and then yeah love love to dance and i I listen to music a majority of the time walking to places. So mm. a lot of the time I'm just looking for like a good beat or something with momentum in there. Yeah. I wonder if that'll influence like the next thing that, or just like how you start to uh, seek out new music. Yeah. Cause like, especially this song, I can't imagine mm-hmm. riding a train and like having it be very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um or just like it's good for walking and like I yeah. love stuff like that where like the lyrics are kind of deep but you're walking around New York and mm-hmm. just like looking at this is what I was yeah. doing on the way down here just like looking mm-hmm. at people going you know I wonder who that is and what yeah. that story is and yeah. it's kind of cool when like you can sort of drop out of reality and be like I'm walking through a movie. I know, that's me all the time. Also I just realized that like after I listened to Melodrama I then went back and listened to her first album Pure Heroine yeah. and also Fell in love with it, and it, so I mean, I already was like, I love her, but that first album is really good too. Yeah, it, it was all electronically done, and it's just so fun. Yeah, it really sounds like this album just sort of kicked down some doors for you on like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then I like did a show that was like the album, and I had people, some people do like covers of songs and do dances to songs. We like went through the whole album top to bottom. Yeah. Talk to us about that show a little bit. Yeah. So it was, you know, I was listening to the song. I was like, I see, you know, this song is just like makes these songs make me like see things. Um, and also like I, yeah, I was like, I've never been so obsessed with anything before. And, um, I started off the show by being like, a great, a very prolific artist once said, if you're obsessed with something, like make art about it. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that was Woody Allen. But, (laughs) which I don't know if it was. Uh But but yeah, it was just like, I was compelled to like share. And then also, I think I posted like, who really loves this album? And so many people commented. So I was like, why not, you know, do that? And what also was kind of fun is that I like, curated it I didn't like just open it up Mm -hmm. I was like okay I have these friends that are really like really good music I was like I want them to do a cover of Rider in the Dark and like I want a cover of this song for sure and then I'm like oh like I mean yeah though I was like sober let's just make it a drinking game and you drink every time (laughs) they say sober (laughs) um and then yeah so that was very fun to kind of like dole out and then when it all came together it was a really awesome night because it was just everyone who was obsessed with the album was there or all the people who were there were obsessed with the album and um, we had a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Did you tweet Lord about it? I, I did. Uh, nice. No, I, didn't, I don't know if I tweeted her about the show, but I tweeted her um, the morning after right after we or right after we filmed the video i tweeted her i was like hey girl um just want to let you know i just blah 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 i'm like such a big fan um i 
you know, maybe you could see it. Uh, don't sue me. And then the, <laughs> next, the morning that her, I was like, your album is so good. Here's the link to the video. You know, never, she never responded. But I'm planning on uh, really bombarding her on Twitter yeah. leading up to April 4th when I go see her at Barclays nice. Center. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. truthfully, she does seem like the kind of person that would see that kind of thing. And, yeah, like, well, sometimes on her Twitter, she responds to people, and yeah. I'm like, I got to get in there. So I might just be like, hey, I like I made this video. And like, oh, my friends made this video. And just like yeah. really roll out a whole week or something. Well, like, and like the the thing about artists that like really I really connect with is mm -hmm. I also get that feeling of just like, oh, now I want to make something. Mm -hmm. Like when I hear an album or see a show or whatever. Yeah, like, the best art inspires you to make art. And it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess just like. I don't know. It's also cool because they're a human too and like send it back to them and be like, hey, look what you did. Yeah. You did this to me. I know. I want her to see it. She will. It's on Funny or Die, so. <laughs> she, she has access. Yeah. They have the internet in New Zealand. I know. I hope so. Did you have a similar like big turn with wanting to be an actor or was that something you knew you always were into and something that mm -hmm. you kind of like, that was that a lifelong pursuit? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you know, was a, a theater kid, um, and that was just one of those activities that, like, my parents, I think, just put me in. But I think I was, like, that kind of kid. Um, so I always did, like, theater and acting, and then um, in, like, middle school, like, that was just, like, my main extracurricular. And then in high school, I was, like, a junior, and I was doing all the play production stuff, and it was time to apply for college, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll do acting, and... I like applied, I auditioned for a bunch of schools, but also did like theater, like studies and playwriting, some general stuff. But so that was one of those things that was kind of always there. Um, but then like with comedy, cause comedy is like, I learned like uh, its own thing, very different from acting and from theater. And I, it was like my sophomore year of college and I went to go see a show at UCB in LA and that was when I started to get more into actual like comedy and in my junior year I would uh, in my free time just watch lots of shows and just mm -hmm. try and catch up like I still haven't seen all of The Office but like I'm trying and like <laughs> you know I would just be like what are the important things to know for comedy and I had a moment in my junior year of college where I was like do I drop out of theater school so I can like pursue comedy because like they're kind of different um, but I didn't, um, cause I wanted to get that classic training. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah. And also with comedy too, it wasn't exactly like a, a big epiphany. It was just like, oh yeah, I love this. Mm, and I, yeah. and I, I've been funny my whole life. <laughs> so, so something that more seemed like sitting right there waiting for you almost. Cause yeah. It, yeah, it sounds like you were, you eased into it in a way that was really comfortable. Yeah. And it, I'm not good at anything else. <laughs> I, you know, they that all the time in school, they're like, if you can do anything else, but this like do it. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> so yeah. But now you're down here doing it. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and that's cool as hell. Because the thing is, like, as you were just talking about, at any level, I mean, and now it's like you're hosting, you host that show, let's say, mm -hmm. right, about the album, or you mm -hmm. do any of the other shows that you do. It's mm -hmm. like there's going to be somebody junior to you who sees that, mm -hmm. who gets more inspired to do mm -hmm. their own thing because you're doing it. And mm -hmm. it's hard, I think, to have that perspective at 
maybe like a level where you don't feel like successful yet. Yeah, absolutely. But it's happening, you know, and that's a cool place to be in. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely don't think enough about what I've accomplished. I'm definitely always like, what's the next thing? Like, I got to get better. I should be doing this. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I got to, you know, so. Yeah, it's good to sort of pause and reflect on things because like, so I went to art school and in college I was like, I'm so good at this. And Uh. I recently went through my college portfolio and I was like, this is all garbage. (laughs) But it's like, I think the hardest thing for everybody is, or for most people, I should say, is to just start. Yeah. Because like just like starting is the hardest part because you're not going to be good and that's okay. And the more you do it, the more you, you know, find your niche and like, it's cool to be at that point. Yeah. And I like, especially with the melodrama show, I was like, if I love what I'm doing, like if I love the show, then it's going to be a good show. Yeah. Like literally for sober, I just stood on stage and drank. Like it was not (laughs) entertaining or like, you know, it wasn't like a polished thing, but, um, just that as opposed to sometimes I, you know, I'm still kind of like struggling with like stand up and what to talk about and things like that. And just normal, yeah, like normal stand up. Yeah. And also with improv too, I'm like kind of in a rut with it. Cause it's like, a, you know, a whole format and blah, blah, blah. But I'm learning that like love and just like being excited about what I'm doing will make me better at it and make it fun. Yeah. 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 That sounds like a beautiful note to end on. Oh, look at that. Jesse, thanks so much for joining <laughs> yeah, us. Thank, thank you guys. You. This um, was awesome. How can people keep up keep up with you? Where can people see you? What's um, going on? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram um at Messy Roth, M-E-S-S-Y-R-O-T-H. And just start there. And that's probably the best place because I post dumb videos and I'll post about when I'm doing a show. Cool. Yeah. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, folks, please, you know, rate and review. Do the podcast things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Five stars. Five stars. For me. Tweet it to your friends. Jesse already gave it sign off 100%. Yeah. yeah. Tweet it to Lord. Tweet it to but- Lord. Yeah. This is the second podcast I've talked about her on, so. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to hear it. You're getting good media coverage. I hope so. People, like, are start to associate. They're like, oh, you love Lord. And that's, like, part of my thing sometimes. It's a good brand to have. Yeah. You know what I mean about I, Carly Rae. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of my brand these days. Yep. Thank you again for joining us so much, Jesse. And thanks to everyone out there who listened to this episode. Until next time. Hit repeat. Yeah. Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Repeater.